Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike, JB, and Chris. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. Really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk. It is officially 2023. And I am very excited about this new year. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm still recovering from my little cough and chest infection that I've got. But apart from that, I'm living the dream. <laughs> you're all you're always living the dream. Of you're course. Like, you know, <laughs> is there is there a better way to be living than living the dream? Look, we're all trying to get to that point, but we're still waiting on the bear market bottom still. So we can also live the dream in the next bull run. JB, how you doing, my bud? Yeah, we're all good here, buddy. Good to welcome in 2023 with some family. Hope everybody else enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's all good here. Started off to maybe a bit of a good start. I'm looking at a few courses to put myself on, better myself already. As I said, I want to learn this year. And yeah, got a few in the pipeline that are um, looking good. So off to a good start for 2023, Mike. How's everything with you? Hey, everything's good. I, I finally am starting to feel normal from COVID. Um, that was the first time I'd actually had like tested positive for COVID. So I'm still feeling winded. I was off for three weeks, just went back to work yesterday. I'm so I'm sore as all hell. Like my forearms and hands just hurt. And today I was sanding today and, and I just know tomorrow my forearms are going to hurt. It doesn't help that my son is also gigantic and picking him up is like the hardest thing on the planet. Um, but other than that, Hey, look, all is good. 2023 is here. Um, Excited for my business, excited for crypto. Uh, the podcast is just, we're going to just be on next level this year. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year, we can get to 5,000 subscribers, maybe pushing 10,000 subscribers. So I guess that could be a goal for us this year. Uh, we'll try to, you know, get, get some numbers in. What, what are numbers that hypothetically you think we could get to? Chris, what do you think? Um, I, I'm pretty confident that, you know, we can achieve. 10,000 subscribers by the by the end of the year I don't think that's unrealistic um you know from a podcast stand standpoint like outside of the YouTube world like we're a top podcast believe it or not uh, in the top five percent most followed podcasts so oh like, shit we're right up there and um that is a, a big achievement and uh something that we're continue to to push and see if we can get to that one percent yeah, that's and that's pretty cool. And I actually didn't know that stat. You know, we get on here and we just do the podcast, right? We get on here, chat shit, talk about crypto, um, help people get through their day, give them something good to listen to. Um, so, but I always, I, for some reason, I always resonate with YouTube. And you only look at the subscribers on YouTube. You don't really like follow the Spotify's and Apples and all that stuff. So that's really cool to hear. Um, so yeah, maybe we get in the top one percent. JB, what's your expectations for for YouTube this year? Where do you think we can get to subscriber wise? Slow and steady wins the race, my friend. So I'd like to see <laughs> us get to 3,000 first. After we get to three, target five. After five, seven and a half. And I would, yeah, I'd like to round the, round the year off at 10,000. I think we could do something very special at each landmark. So if we hit the five, something special, you know, maybe by March time, if we can hit 5,000, we could do something special then. Yeah, yeah. I, I resonate with that. I, I kind of feel like as long as it's not traveling somewhere, I'm still recovering from Manchester. Like, 
I rolled my ankle and uh yeah, I've definitely torn some ligaments and yeah, it's uh it's one of those. So <laughs> I have to go like and just have people just either side of me if we're gonna go places. <laughs> Make sure so I don't fall over. How's the year starting out with our uh our weight loss goals? How are we feeling so far? Have we been drinking a lot of water? Yeah, I've been heavy on the water. I need to get over this chest infection before I start going to the gym and stuff. But um yeah, um, I'm feeling confident. I'm always confident when it comes to 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 losing weight. Like it's just a case of being in the right mental sort of state for me. Right, like, right. yeah. Um, quite happy to just eat healthy and you know, work out. But yeah, if uh I have a bad day and it knocks me like yeah, it's hard to get back on track. Yeah, I um I've started out pretty good drinking the water. Um, you know, I'm a big diet Coke guy. Uh, so I think if I can cut out diet Cokes, I've done it before where if I just cut out the diet Cokes, I just start uh, weight sheds. It's mm -hmm. crazy because, you know, obviously you replace it with water and then you're using the bathroom 50 times a day. But yeah, so I've started out, I'm trying to do better, trying not to eat any fast food. That is a goal of mine. We all know I love my Chick-fil-A breakfast, you know, double chicken biscuits with some hash browns and a diet Coke. That's me every morning. And I've got to stop it. Number one, it's expensive as shit. And number two, it's very unhealthy. So I'm going to start my days off now with some eggs, bacon, some toast, and maybe a little shake. I think that's what I'm going to start doing. Um, yeah, I got to get healthy, man. Look, my kid is running around like crazy. I can't even keep up with them. So, but that could be my problem with having kids at such late age too. So, you know, it is what it is, but I don't think that's the case. Like I'm still <laughs> the same light. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, let's talk about some crypto. Uh, looking at coin market cap, uh, there are twenty two thousand one hundred seventy seven cryptos uh, today. Bitcoin hovering around sixteen six to start the year off. ETH sitting around twelve hundred. And the big news today would be Solana up nineteen percent at time of recording. Um, what are our thoughts on the Solana pump, JB? Why is Solana going apeshit? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm quite looking there. It's like 60 or 70% that's done in a week. You know, it's, there's a lot of fear around Solana right now. I've just, I've no interest in the project. I'm probably the wrong person to ask about Solana. I think Chris might give you a better description as to what's going on around it. Chris, yeah. help explain what bonk is. Uh, I don't even want to go there. I kind of feel, you know, somewhat responsible. Uh, did, <laughs> did did you chat? Uh, did you check the Twitch stream that we did this morning? I haven't. You haven't, JB. Yeah, I was on Twitch this morning. Cool, cool. Don't. I'm going to ask uh, Mike if he can guess the uh, the banks. So don't don't uh, spill the beans just yeah. yet. Um, but look, um, Bonk is a shit coin. Uh, it just happens that we called it out on a. Uh, on a Twitch stream uh, a few days ago, and uh, yeah, the the comment section was rather funny, and we kind of talked a little bit about you know what was being said, uh, and here we are now, and um, yeah, Bonk seems to be uh, you know doing all right, um, but it still is a shitcoin, and um, I believe people will still get you know caught out by it, and uh, it's one of those it's one of those situations, but. You know, just uh, circling back to to Solana, I, I still think that we'll see under five dollars for for Solana. I think uh, the pain is 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 not uh, 
done with just yet and uh, people will probably tell me i'm wrong and and all that sort of stuff but yeah i did tell people to short it at 36 dollars, and we're we're what 10 dollars is it now i don't even know what it is right now it's it's higher than that because it's been pumping like crazy it's it's at 13 dollars. yeah i mean that's still some some distance from 36 dollars. but you know i i still expect under five dollars i think the contagion's not done yet i'm expecting to see some more stuff around uh, genesis and gemini and you know i think there's going to be some sales of solana um so yeah kind of mark my words on it um snip this if you you want to snip it and uh have a laugh with me uh when i'm right um but you know i i i feel very confident uh about this um with all that said i do think solana will uh, go on to do very well uh, i just think that a lot of it's um not really the project the project isn't the reason why it's going to go down to these prices it's really the environment the vcs that uh invested in it uh, the big money that's going to cause the price to to go down to these levels um don't get me wrong i'm not suggesting that they haven't got problems you know with the technology and stuff they do um but then so did ETH when you know it first started so uh, i'm confident that it's got a, a place in the crypto space if that makes sense in the future yeah it's interesting to see anything pumping today i mean if I, i'm looking at a stock market right now stocks dow's down 217 points nasdaq's down 134 nasdaq's getting crushed today uh tesla's getting rocked apple's getting rocked um i think it's the start of people accepting the fact that a recession is going to happen um i think it's it's inevitable who knows how long it's going to take till we get to someone finally admitting that we're in a recession but i think once that actually comes to fruition like you're talking about uh, I think that's when we find finally see the final dump that we're looking for um, is, you know, going into Solana, Solana going down very low. Uh, you're talking everything going down pretty low, Bitcoin heading down to 13K, something like that. But, you know, the start of it, I feel like today, obviously, first trading day of uh, the year in the States um, to see the sell off of Tesla, Apple, you know, projects like that, things that. They've been having layoffs here and there, and I know I know Tesla uh, came short on deliveries and something else is going on too with it. Um, but I think I, I need to find the tweet, but it, it lost some what 80, 80, 80 billion this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait a second. Let me go. Let me find that correctly on Twitter. But there was they were throwing out some wild numbers this morning on how much they had lost in the past year. Um, and they're just getting rocked today. So anyways, I'll find those numbers. I kind of feel like it's all irrelevant. I kind of feel like, you know, it bounced back. It's kind of the, the phase of, uh, I guess the, the market and the recession or incoming recession, however you want me to to determine it, that, you know, is really having all of this, uh, level of impact and, uh, supply chain is a, another aspect of, of things that you know are, are causing issues uh in the markets as well so um not surprised is kind of my stance on it yeah when i'm i'm scrolling through the watcher guru on on twitter is interesting he said over 8.3 trillion was wiped out of the u.s stock market in 2022 that's trillion with a t yeah, yeah. Have a lot of money. <laughs> have, have you seen um what BlackRock are saying about the the central banks causing 
deliberately causing the recessions uh -uh. um and to expect you know this to be one of the worst basically in in a nutshell that's my words not theirs because <laughs> I, I i haven't got it up on the screen so um but i i believe that and um it doesn't surprise me to well it surprised me to see blackrock saying it but it doesn't surprise me that that is actually what's happening i mean I've yeah hopefully i've openly told you guys like my position in the market where i am and my expectations like i think we've got a hell of a lot still to go i think it's too soon to be skeptical about where we're going to end up in the bottom let's call it the bottom i think it's far too soon to be skeptical as to what that's going to be i just i see so much still to happen right now that obviously you see like some blackrock talking about it. it's it's massive I yeah just, i don't i don't see any i don't i don't see why we should be talking about the bottom just yet as there's so much still going on on the macro scale and the global economics i think what's going to happen and this might be against kind of the the grain a little bit is we have all this stuff happening you know and everybody seems to be of the opinion a bit like yourself jb that you know it's going to be some time and it's all going to be extended from a crypto standpoint um but there is that niggly question that i've got in the back of my mind you know that maybe crypto does actually and i say crypto bitcoin ethereum cardano maybe it does become that hedge and it does become that that mechanism that financial mechanism that you know the big money starts to to roll into uh as not a safe haven but a potential safe haven um because it is the next iteration of the payment rails and and, and payments it is the next iteration of the internet um i do believe um that everything will be tokenized and you know we talked about this right at the very start of the cheeky crypto channel the main channel and my thought process hasn't really changed on any of that and you're starting to see blackrock talking about that stuff now as well everything being tokenized so yeah i i do have that niggly feeling that you know and i've said it openly six months it's probably five now uh possibly you know four and a half and we'll see that bottom come in i i think that there is a possibility not guaranteed but a possibility that a lot of people are looking at the markets um in inaccurately as in like you know or because you're seeing it with stocks and and business generally that that is going to be mirrored in each and every sector and i just get a feeling that's not going to be the case but you know it could be way off it's just uh it's just something niggly in the back of my mind well i think they were saying something about the crypto becoming another sector of the s p um mm. and, and i think once regulation actually comes to play and i think it actually happens i think there is the potential for that to happen so like you're saying with blackrock and you know other other big big investors once regulation happens i think that's when you see even more adoption of tokenization and utilization of all that stuff you know things like xrp and stuff like that um i think that's i think it's coming it's just it's coming for sure it's just a matter of time when does that come right and hopefully it'll be right after the bear market when we buy all the bear market and then bang then all the investors come in and we all make a fortune that's what's been beauty about you guys navigating uh safely through the market right now and 
know, we're still expecting downside. So hopefully everybody that's been following is still safe and still holding on to their cash. And, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to regulation. A, a piece of me says I don't want it, but, but the majority of me says we need it, right? Like too many people are getting hurt. Um, there's too much money that's just getting lost out there. And I think the regulation is definitely going to help. So, JB, what, what's your take? I think when this, when it comes into play, because we know it is coming into play, when this comes into play, I think we'll see a pump like we've never seen before. When yeah. big money comes into a safe space, which it will then become, because it's regulated markets, we will see a pump like you'll never expect. One that you wouldn't believe if, we were, if I was to say this is what I expect to happen, you would never believe it. I think we're going to see the mother of all pumps once we see full-on stable regulations in place in this space. Chris, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say something probably completely opposite. <laughs> um, That's okay. Do it. Yeah, look, um, I, I think there will be um, the the adoption. I do think that regulation is going to be that mechanism that makes that happen. I do think that we will see large pumps. I agree with all of that stuff. Um, I, I, I just question how safe it's going to be with regulation. Like my my reasoning behind it is in the last five weeks and you would have heard this earlier um jb in the last five weeks um there's been six banks that have been fined for anti-money laundering so you know how how safe is it going to be <laughs> like when when you look at the the banking sector that are regulated and yeah, they're getting all these fines, but these fines don't seem to be stopping the banks from continuing to to do this, uh, you know, behavior, if that makes sense. Because if you go through and just go into Google and feel free to fill your boots and do that now, everybody watching or listening um, and search bank, you know, fines, how many banks come up and how many fines have there been? Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm going to mention it now because we'll probably come on to the FTX stuff, uh, you know, with Sam, Uncle Sam. Um, but Mike, what bank do you think um, has been uh, co-mingling funds? Bank of England. No, don't be silly. The UK, UK don't commit fraud. I have no idea. <laughs> No, no idea. And there's a reason why you don't have any idea because there's no damn coverage of it. Um, you know, and, and this is the point. It's uh, it massively, um, you know, it's 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 massive, massive in comparison to FTX. Yet we're not hearing about it. Wells, Wells Fargo. Three point seven billion dollar fine. Commingling. Um, where you see this customer, customer funds um you, you know you can't make this this stuff up where are you seeing it at where where is this posted um so that's it's fascinating as fuck mm, brad garlinghouse mentioned it it's 3.7 billion dollar fine um so 23rd of december i think it was a fine yeah in fines for mismanaging customer funds and when you consider how big, you know, the, the FTX thing, <laughs> FTX thing is the, like the regulated side, you know, which we must have regulations because it stops all of this stuff and you've got Wells Fargo doing it. <laughs> like, you know, I just, I, I don't think it's going to be any safer 
having regulations. Um, if anything, it's just going to bring in the big money. We're going to see the sizable gains, don't get me wrong. But you're still going to have bad actors. You're still going to have these individuals still committing these you know, crimes, regardless of whether we're regulated or unregulated. Um, it just interests me. Well, we've seen that obviously at the start of the board as well with obviously Russia and Ukraine, the amount of oligarchs that were sanctioned in the UK. So mm. we know it's not safe. Banking's not safe. It's, you know, as incredible as that is to hear, world banking is not safe. Your money, like the money that's been held in banks is not safe. We know that there's obviously like, let's call it cartels, drug dealers, oligarchs all in the world. Their money's in the banks. The banks know that money's there. How many Swiss banks are clean? How many accounts in the Swiss banking, Virgin what? what they're called again, Virgin the, Virgin, the Virgin Island banks, how many of the banks are clean? They're not. It's World Bank and it's money that's getting moved about. We know it's not clean and the same's happening in this space as well. I think it's shrewd to think that there's not dirty money that's getting passed around the space. We all know that's happening. The only difference is with regulations is it, I think personally it protects us more. It's going to help them out a lot. We know that, but I'm looking forward to it and I do think we'll do well off the back of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I was joking, by the way, the UK banks are just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go from here? I mean, look, everything just sounds negative, right? Like, what do we do? So, so I don't know, man. Does I've it sound, does, guys. Does it sound negative, guys. though? In, in my mind, it does, yeah. To well, hear banks commingling funds and we got crypto fucking hacks all the, all the time and you know, like, yeah, but, where is, is my money only safe in a shoebox in my fucking closet? Well, no, because everybody that watches and listens to the podcast now knows where it is. <laughs> it's definitely not safe there anymore. I'm just saying, um, in general, like, <laughs> I mean, I, is it only safe on, like, a MetaMask or Trust Wallet? Look, the, the, the way I see it is um, I think crypto and blockchain technology is the answer. Um, we just need to remove that people element to it um, wherever possible. Um, I Regulation think. brings more people involved. Does it though? I I would assume so. Because because the way I look at it, right, and uh, for any regulators watching, maybe pull up your socks because uh, I'm going to be <laughs> very very uh, critical here. But like the regulators only seem to deal with issues in like I, I guess in fines. They're not they're not stopping the crime from taking place they're not protecting anybody all they're doing is going oh we caught you well that'd be a fine like and the banks they don't really care because the punishment is is not you know a deterrent is it it's just seen yeah. as part a part of you know so like that's what you've said that's what you've said all along is about you know the punishment's not being you know, severe enough. Mm. So people are like, oh, they just get a slap on the wrist, say they got to pay a million bucks. Well, they they stole 20 million. So paying a yeah. million dollar fine, you know, fuck it, whatever. You know, so so if if I was a thief and I knew I could steal 20 million and only pay a two million dollar fine, well, I'd fucking steal it all the time, right? So yeah. I think you've you've said that in the past. Um, and that being an issue. Not that I'm gonna steal anybody's money. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to do that, trust me. Um, but yeah, I could see, I don't know. And, and and I don't think it needs to be that way. It needs, like, the regulators need to have a look in the mirror and be like, you know what? We're shit at what we do. We are so shit at what we do. <laughs> now, any regulators, go go over to that mirror right now 
and look in, in the mirror and just tell yourself you, you shit at your job and you need to do things differently and and come up with a, a better plan because you know you're not protecting investors. The SEC, their own like two bullet points of their actual mission statement, they fail every time. I mean, just look at um what is it? Uh, uh BlockFi. They're at the top of the list to receive funds ahead of investors. Like their their first yeah. two um bullet points of their mission statement is to protect investors. It's absolutely laughable. Like, right. you know, write it off. Write it off and protect the investors, like your mission statement says. It's it's horrendous that they they haven't done that already. And it shouldn't take, you know some little podcast individual you know <laughs> to tell the regulators that they need to do their jobs better they they should be doing the best that they can possibly do by investors and they're not um but i think the problem starts with with the regulators and i think they they need to look at how they can prevent shit happening rather than just you know regulating through enforcement you know, give clear guidelines and Instead of sitting there waiting for shit to happen and then finding some motherfucker for doing it, you know, have some some plans in there to 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 go and, you know, review before it happens and make sure it doesn't happen. But ahead of time, that's kind of how I see it. I don't think our YouTube is ever going to be monetized, by the way, because of the amount of F-bombs that we drop on here. So hopefully we don't offend people by continuously saying the F word. But hey, look, on a positive note, I want to bring up today marks the 14 year anniversary of when Satoshi Nakamoto mined the first Bitcoin block. So can we give a round of applause to that? Got a little golf clap going on right here. So thank you so much. Appreciate that, Mr. Satoshi Nakamoto. We know you watch our podcast. Uh, we appreciate you, um, whoever you are. Do we still not know who he is or she? Elon Musk. Anyway, um... <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could very well be like, like jokes aside, it could very well be Elon Musk. He's got the brains to do it. Well, he's got the background to do it also. Um, but I feel like I may have cut JB off. Uh, were you going to say something, JB, earlier? Sorry. Yeah, it's just when we're talking about shit, I've got two different things to talk about. So we can either talk about SBF or we can talk about Luna Classic. You, can, you guys can take your pick. You pick. SBF first, go. SBF first. Well, what are we going to talk about SBF? 115 years in jail, possibly. What do you guys think about that? He won't ever make it. <laughs> Chris is still under the belief that that he is going to have, like, uh, something's going to happen to him before he makes it to court. But uh, I think, JB, you also said that, is he entering a plea of not guilty? Yes, he is. He's going to, well, I don't know if that's going to be today or not, because he's obviously facing the courts today but he will say not guilty in the charges. There's lots of speculation going around whether he's going to plead insanity or the rest. You know, all this hmm. all this FUD comes up. He'd, he'd probably be best, to be honest. But we're seeing, that obviously, Caroline Ellison, uh, the CEO of Alameda, <clears throat> excuse me, um, she obviously she entered a guilty plea deal, but she is now cooperating with the investigators, everything SBF, FTX-related. So, yeah, he's thrown... Well under the bus, uh, he, he's not got anywhere to turn right now. I think no. all the cards are stacked against him. He's going to have Wang. He's got Ellison. Both of them are now divulging information about the ongoings. So, yeah, he's, he's fucked. <laughs> so if he's, if he's entering a not guilty 
plea, then that means he's not taking a plea deal. Yeah, but all that's going to do as well is drag out the case. Well, yeah, obviously. And then I think uh, the Bohemian authorities and the U.S. are fighting over the assets, too. That's that's supposed to go down today. Time of recording where we're recording right now, January 3rd, I think there's or it's supposed to happen this week or something. They're going to be in court this week. So that's going to be interesting. Also, like who's responsible? Is it Bahamas people or is it the states or like so? Uh, there's I, I still think he's gonna slip on a bar of soap and bang his head and that'd be that says... <laughs> it's not, but it's not gonna be that people else. still lost there's still eight billion dollars it's not accounted for so somebody's got to be held accountable yeah but like if he's no longer he's no longer able to be accountable carolyn ellison knows everything i i would i i would highly doubt that she doesn't know fucking everything and sbf cannot plead insanity by the way because the dumbass went on all these interviews so the only thing he's, with he's fucked himself though, on that with Ellison. If she doesn't know everything, Wang does. Wang done a lot of the coding, the software for uh, for all the transactions. So anyway, we don't even need these, SBF. Exactly. These two, these two can tell everything, or let's just say seventy five percent of what is needed to absolutely crush him. He's crushed anyway. We know. We know he's crushed. He's, Chris's he's face. JB, he's Chris's face when we talk about SBF is just like the little I, stone cold like. Somebody's gonna hit him with a fucking car. Look, <laughs> like he's gonna slip on a bar of soap, bang look, his head. That is the end of it. Like, I, I have a certain dislike towards this guy. Everybody knows I have for a very, very long time. And uh, yeah, look, I just think that there's this goes like so much deeper than people realize. And there's so many more people like in government, in the SEC, and all these regulators that are heavily involved. I mean, it goes well, you're into- not, a, but you're not a morbid person. You don't wish death upon people. So no, Let's- no, I, I just, I, I just think that I should call it out as it is. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. He, he's fucked over a lot of people. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, I get it. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any, like, uh, I'm not willing that to happen. <laughs> like, I'm just not. Yeah. But I think it's going to. Yeah, but right. you mess you mess with a lot of the wrong people. You 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 lose a lot of the wrong people's money. Not Chris, we've, SBF. We've, we've, yeah, we've, yeah. <laughs> we've watched we've watched enough movies to know what happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's I mean, going to be there's going to be investors of FTX that are illegitimate people who you wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of. That's kind of what we're trying to get to here. That you know, a lot of the bad people in the world's money has been lost off the back of what FTX and Sam have done. See, I, I don't think it's those individuals that you, that Sam needs to worry about. I think it's the people in government that, you know, are, you know. Want them silenced. Yeah, exactly. Because ultimately they're going to lose their livelihoods, their pensions, like everything. Their freedom. Their freedom. Yeah, all of that. And, um, you know, these uh, are people that I think can just have stuff done. Uh, the reason I'm laughing is because whenever JB says freedom, I just think of Braveheart. <laughs> and in the States, Braveheart was one of my, you know, my favorite movie, man. And every time, because JB has the accent, every time he says freedom, I just think <laughs> William Wallace every time it fucking gets me. So, sorry. So on, on that note, um, obviously, <laughs> Adobe uh, is a magnificent piece of software (laughs) (laughs) but it but it does have a little bit of difficulty trying to translate what it is that uh oh yeah (laughs) um so any elevator talk today (laughs) jb hey 
Eh? No. I might I might just for shits and giggles, um, my my language, um, just auto translate it and just see what it comes out with. What did yeah, what elevator talk did JB have today? I wonder. There were some interesting words that were that were that were said Se and not read correctly. Se sexual and elevator in the same sentence, JB. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a past, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just for shits and giggles and just wherever it comes out as. <laughs> I don't understand why, because when I watch these back, I listen back. I sound so good because I talk really slowly and I pronunciate a lot better. I'm like, man, I sound like a totally different person. And then somebody else mentioned, what the fuck did you just say there? <laughs> I want to throw something out that we haven't talked about in several episodes, and that's CZ. Where's CZ been? Holiday. Okay. A holiday during all this craziness, chaos. Like, yeah. he's not, it's not, I don't Christmas, know. Christmas, Christmas. Uh, do you think uh, shit was getting year. too hot for him? No, I think he just actually took a break. I don't know. I have my spidey senses tingling. Yeah, something, something weird. I don't know. You could be right. Could it just be he's on holiday? I mean, it, like I, I would say that it's you know probable that he's taken a holiday. It's Christmas and New Year's. Nothing's happening in the market. Yeah, but crypto never stops. Christmas know, don't but, give a but, shit about Christmas. But but like. The range of price, nothing's really happened in that period of time. It doesn't tend to. Um, if I was going to take a holiday, it'd probably be at the same at the same time. Let's be honest. I like, C I like CZ. Sorry, CZ, Jamie, go ahead. CZ doesn't have to do anything. Everybody's running his exchange. The guy does not have to do a single thing. We've seen everything that happened when he spoke about potentially buying FTX. He didn't have to buy them. Where else were they going to go? They were coming to him all the time anyway. So he can just sit back and watch everybody come on, use his exchange and watch it grow. The guy doesn't have to do anything right now. TZ has made himself one of the faces of crypto, though. He's been on CNBC. He's talked on a lot of things. So, you know, he still is in the public eye quite a bit. Hmm. So for him to just disappear out of the public eye and not be on anything for three, four weeks, and maybe I'm just not seeing it. No, I, don't just... think, I don't think it was that long. I think okay. you're not seeing okay. some of it. Yeah. Well, whilst we're on the topic of CZ and Binance, here's another one from you. CA, obviously, Binance released their industry recovery initiative. Mm -hmm. And there's now talks of them supporting Luna Classic. <laughs> yep. It's Go into detail, of, please. It's going to be one of these ones. So we've seen, I'll just quickly par uh, read off the paragraph that was here last week. Binance announced that it will burn. 50% of Blink Spot and Margin Tradings instead of 100%, and that they are suspending all the Blink Burn mechanisms until March. But they've also welcomed developers to apply for the IRI, which is the Industry Recovery Initiative. Um, developers wanting to continue to build the Terra Classic chain may receive support from Binance as part of the initiative. And they're also going to talk about merging Luna Classic and Luna in the future. Who knows where this is going? It's just one of the topics that popped up. I was like, wow, what the hell's going on here? But it's not, we've got our views on Luna Classic. We know what's going on there. We've, we've looked at it enough to understand what it is, but maybe there's some good things to come out. 
I think you're hopeful that good things are coming out because you still hold Luna Classic. <laughs> I don't hold Luna Classic anymore. I sold it, remember, for the board. Oh, Club, shit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm just, that's... as I said before about Luna Classic, the only reason I'm, I've got it still there in the back of my mind is the hope behind it possibly recovering the funds for this, this, the average um, investor that lost through Luna. I'd love yeah. to see that happen. So, I think that is the main utility behind Luna Classic is to help obviously recover funds. I'd like to see it happen, so why not try and push it? It helps yeah. people out in this space for once. Yeah, I think uh, Nick had talked about it. Maybe Chris and Nick both talked about it, possibly becoming, you know, maybe in the meme coin world. But if it does get into that space of meme coin, Doge, Shiba Inu type type thing, uh, bonk, just saying, um, it could recover. There's potential because if it gets a hold of that type of investor, I mean, it is cheap as shit. I mean, a lot of money could go at it. I think they were saying, I don't know how much total is, is involved with Shiba Inu and um, Doge right now, but I want to say it's like $30 billion. B billion with a B. So like yeah. meme coins, as much as like I got started in my crypto space because of Shiba Inu, meme coins still, people throw money at that shit. And I think they're just obviously on a hope and whim that they caught at a low price and they're going to make a fortune off of it. You know, of like my, la my lawn care guy with Dogecoin. Of course, though, you see this with Luna Classic, the whole drive yeah. behind Twitter is to get it to is it a cent, then 10 cent, then $1. Listen, if Luna Classic ever goes to a dollar, nobody has to worry about money for the rest of their life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the Senate just now? 0.00015 or 16. When I first bought Luna Classic, it still had four zeros. So, it's moved a hell of a long way, and can it do that again? Potentially, may it lose? It may lose another zero. It's not going to lose two or three more. I don't. I don't personally think anyway. Chris, you're awfully quiet about Luna Classic. Yeah, I just um, I don't have any time for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I just, you know, it's one of those look. Uh, things can change, and um, you know. We'll continue to monitor the situation and, and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, anybody that watches the channel knows that I'm definitely a utility altcoin kind of guy, right? Like I'm looking for real world utility, looking for solid teams. What I'm really not looking for is like, you know, a coin that was a scam, you know, that might maybe possibly if we daydream a little bit longer <laughs> you know actually do something so yeah i'm just not that guy um it's the same with shib and dogecoin and like a lot of these were you know they were joke coins like let's be honest i think um but Doge... in a bedroom in half an hour yeah and um that isn't something that i would invest in like yeah if you think about it sanely <laughs> like yep. why would you invest in it like um that you're telling me you never bought any shiba inu or dogecoin that's exactly what i'm telling you yeah not even a one dollar not even a dollar not even a cent interesting jb did you invest in either of those yeah i mean i don't think so i think this is the worst coin i've ever invested in was luna classic i don't Perfect. think I, went, I don't think i went below it so i'm the ultimate uber fucking retail investor on the podcast because i actually <laughs> put money into shiba inu yes yeah, not something i've touched hey but i'm on a podcast now because of shiba inu and i found chris and nick because of shiba inu so 
It's not all bad then. It's all that's not all bad. We've all got our own journey, my friend. We've all got Look, our own I'm, journey. I'm the fucking gnome now because of Shiba Inu. You you are the gnome. Like, yeah, I, I love the fact that you've got the name. I'm still waiting for yours, your actual name to come in into stock. Say hello to my little friends. Yeah, it's not that sort of podcast. <laughs> so whilst oh. we're talking about the obviously the projects that we're big on, we know AK is massive on XRP. We've seen a lot of movement for XRP recently, guys. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was joking off air that um, the 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 money that was sent to, well, I say the money, the XRP sent to the exchange was to <laughs> to pay the fine. There's a settlement on the way. <laughs> I, I, I jest. Um, <laughs> who knows what that's for? But yeah, it could be. Could be. No, who but knows? what what Chris is talking about there? There was forty million and thirty million two separate transactions sent from an unknown wallet to Bitstamp of obviously XRP tokens. So what's that? Maybe twenty three million dollars worth of XRP moved. We also seen a vast amount of XRP um, unlocked from escrow as well from the turn of the year. We've seen the massive dump that XRP took. Was it to 30 cent? So, you know, there's been a lot of movement in XRP. We're seeing a lot of XRP getting locked back up again. So, yeah, we're, why why, why is there a difference in the money that's been unlocked, then relocked? There's a, there's, there is a big difference there. So where has that money went? Was that the big dump we just had? It, it, it could be a number of things. They could have another you know, uh, channel opening up around the world. You know, we know that they're still, you know, building and uh, being adopted around the world. And so there's that element. There is me joking around that it could be the the, the money for the settlement with the SEC. Um, you know, there'll probably be headlines tomorrow. Um, cheeky crypto say uh, money transferred is for SEC lawsuit settlement. I can just see the headlines now. Um, you know, nothing surprises me after Bonk. The numbers I've just seen there, I've just <laughs> had to pull it up, was 900 million XRP was unlocked from escrow on New Year's Day. So that is 206 million? 206 billion. Yeah. The, the thing is with these is they, they do unlock it every month and then lock it back up. 206 right. million. Yeah, 206 million dollars uh, worth of XRP was unlocked from escrow. It's probably Elon Musk because he was he just became the first person in history to lose two hundred billion dollars. So he's probably trying to put some money back in his pocket. So I mean, for in history, the dude lost two hundred billion dollars, and it's still not phasing him at all. And he don't give a shit. Nope. He give two fucks. He's probably doing mushrooms right now. <laughs> could, you could you imagine sitting in a room with Elon Musk of mushrooms? <laughs> I I would love it. I mean, we'd probably have a beer together, even though I don't drink. And beer, beer or mushrooms? I don't know if they mix very well. I mean, fuck it. If it's with Elon, I'd do it. I don't, does he do mushrooms? I don't know. Dude, the dude does everything. I think he also lives <laughs> in a house that's like like four hundred square feet. <laughs> he does alleged. Own a house. All alleged, obviously. <laughs> no, he's been on Joe Joe Rogan podcast. It said yeah. that he lived in a house that was about nine hundred square feet. It's not his. Elon doesn't own a house. Well, whatever. He's in a fucking timeshare or whatever. <laughs> Time fuck <share>. it does. <laughs> so yeah, Satoshi fucking Island. Elon's probably there. I mean, that's what I'm just gonna assume. But XRP, I I I do think that, that that gets settled finally this year. I really am hopeful. I'm I am actually gonna purchase my first amount of XRP once it drops down closer to that 30 cent, 25 cent range. 
not financial advice, but that's kind of the range where I'm going to buy some. It'll be the first time I've bought some. Um, hopefully that gets settled this year. To be honest with you guys, I still to this day don't understand why the f- it's taken so long to settle something so simple. Because I'll ask, I'll ask a guesstimate from each of you guys. When will the case be settled? Before 2024. <laughs> a more accurate date. Come on, just a guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh April 23rd. Chris. March 13th. A Monday. I'm gonna say write, March 15th. Write that shit down. I am, don't worry. I'm saying March 15th. One, it's a Wednesday, so Nick will be working. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look at the day <laughs> that week. Yeah, I, do. I think it'll be. I think it'll be March before the end of financial years. Everything else will line up there. I think we'll see it by March. But yeah, sorry, Mike, I totally cut you off there. I'll let you carry on. No, you're good. Okay, so let's wrap things up with our final takes on when we think the actual bear market bottom. When do we think things stop going down and finally start reversing back up? Since we're doing dates, give me a date, rough. Give me a date of when you think the bear market bottom will be in. Chris, go first. No, no, no. I need to get my calendar. No, you can't look at calendars. Why can't I look at calendars? All right, fuck it. You can look at a calendar. I'll jump on here. Yeah, JB, go ahead. Excuse me. June 7th. June? June 7th. Wow. Okay. Why June? It's the first day that came to my head. Oh, it was actually the first day that came to my head was June 6th. And then I looked at the calendar and... June 7th is a Wednesday. So it'll will definitely align <laughs> the next schedule. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say April. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So April, June. Which, so a- April's four Wednesday? months from here. Which Wednesday in April? 20th. That's a Thursday. Oh, I'm is looking it? at it. Yeah, that's a Thursday. Is it? Yeah. JB's taking a piss. That's April, funny. April 20th, is, so 19th. <laughs> so for those that are in the States that don't understand what taking a piss means, I had to understand. I had to no, learn taking it. the piss, taking a piss literally means taking a piss. Oh, so what is taking the piss? Is there taking a difference? The having a joke. Oh, having a joke. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure we explain that to all the, to, to the U S people. <laughs> well, I give you a Scottish phrase to try and dissect. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, hod, my hod, date. Mike, hod your wrist. Huh? Hod your wrist. I don't even know what that means. Take a piss? <laughs> no. Chris, you won't even know what that means, do no, you? I don't know what it means. No. Yeah. Hod your wrist. Be quiet. <laughs> well, you, well, you're, not, you're not speaking English at that no, point. It's Scottish slang. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would never know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'd tell you, bless you. And you'd be like, no, I was telling you something. I'm like, oh, I wonder, fuck. I wonder if Adobe knows. Hod your wished. I think we did this podcast specifically. So Adobe got fucked up yeah. by the end of it. <laughs> so Mike, come on. Bottom. Oh, what's my date? Bottom. Um, I will say, let's see. What's the first quarter? The first quarter ends what? End of March. I would say the bottom probably comes in by end of April. Is what I'm thinking. Probably like April 27th. The Thursday. So April 26th. It, it, well, it, it, it could be <laughs> April the 27th, but it could be really early in the morning whilst we're sleeping. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, I think we get to the bottom. I don't think, obviously, I don't think we're going to see any all time highs by the end of this year. 
Um, so those are our predictions right now, as of now, for the bear market, based off everything that we know in the news and things like that. Obviously, these are our opinions. It's not financial advice. Um, but last thing, while we wrap up, instead of giving final thoughts today, I want to know what is Bitcoin finish 2023 at uh, as a price? Wait, you asking me? Either one of you can go. 2023 end of year bitcoin price i'm gonna go 38k okay jb right this you're writing this shit down right i'll write it back down in the podcast i've not got pen and paper here okay end of 2023 so we're gonna have potentially six months more of a bear market six months more of it recovering which will probably go sideways in the bear market in 2023 25,000. Okay. Well, I'm going to be in the middle then. I, I I was thinking 32. So I want to say, I want to say like 33 K that's if we can break through 30 K. I think 30 K is going to be a very big brain fuck for a lot of people, you know, trying to push through 30 K is going to be difficult. If we push through 30, 30 K, I think we get to Chris's number for sure. I think if we hit resistance at 30 K, then we hit JB's number. So fuck it. I'm just going to be in the middle and call it 33 K for myself. Um, because if things do get get popping like they need to, obviously this is coming from the bottom of a bear market that I personally think is roughly 13K. That's where I think the bottom of the bear market. So we're talking 13K up to 30K within six months. That's a fucking hell of a lot of moving. So, um, and to get to 38K, that's a lot. But Chris, you've, you've lived through a bear market. You've been through a bear market. You know how a bull market feels and recovers. Everything that we're all investing in, the technology is much more superior. I think there's a lot more regulators that are coming in. I think big money's going to come back in. So yeah, I mean, I think I think there's the potential for both of y'all's to happen. I don't think mine's going to happen, but who fucking knows? Um, so yeah, awesome predictions. I like it. So JB, once again, you're at 28k. Is that what you said? 25, 25k, and Chris, you're at 38k. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, that. That's going to be it for today. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just catch you guys in the next one. Thanks so much for listening in. Make sure you, hey, make sure you smash that subscribe button because a lot of y'all are being lazy. So smash that damn subscribe button. Please and thank you. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye.